I'm Chris Malky, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Are you ready for another adventure into the world of music, TV, and movies? That's right. This is On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is episode 556 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, we have an actor who you have seen in Dozens and dozens and dozens of shows, including Boardwalk Empire, Broken Arrow, Captain Phillips, Twin Peaks, The John Gotti Story, Whiplash, Any Day Now, the TV show and the movie. And it just goes on and on. I could just keep rattling them off here. But Chris Mulkey will be joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. And he's got a lot of stuff to tell us. And it's all going to be coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. So get ready for that. But let's do a little housekeeping right now. We want you to go to either Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. I'm going to get that one fixed. The website, I am just about there that I've got that fixed, and we're going to be going <laughs> with updating it and uh, everything. So uh, the, the computer crash is still affecting things, but we're, get, we're getting there, and uh, we will hopefully be out of that in, an, in the next day or so. So hopefully that's going to keep coming our way and uh, get better and better all the time. But we want you to tell a friend. We want you to subscribe to us. You want to follow us. Uh, whatever you have to do, just get the word out about On Screen and Beyond, and we will keep getting you more and more guests here. And uh, like you say, we have over 556 episodes, so uh, there's got bound to be a guest that we have had that a friend might want to hear about, to hear them talk and tell their story. And uh, we've got some great guests coming your way soon. Uh, well, every day, every week we have them, and I'm posting up all the old episodes every day. I'm, lately, I've been getting some up for you, so uh, we're getting more and more. Like uh, this past week, we did uh, Taylor Lautner. He's up there. Uh, the first episode uh, that we did with him, we also did a second one. We'll get that up in a while. And, of course, he's from Twilight. And Stanley Livingston, who was on My Three Sons, as Chip Douglas. And William B. Davis, who was the cigarette-smoking man from The X-Files. Ted Nugent joined us back uh, a while, and I've just reposted that one, so you can listen to that. And Richard Van Vliet from All My Children, he was on here. A lot of great guests, and like I say, they keep coming, and we will put up a, uh, try to get one a day up there, so we can finally get all the 500 up, and I don't have to keep doing those, and we can just do our regular shows. But uh, we do have uh, shows coming your way, so we hope you'll stick around for that. Like I said earlier, subscribe, tell a friend, check us out on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. And it's best to subscribe because we're loading up so many, you're going to miss them if you don't. Or you're going to have to look through the whole list to find them. So uh, why don't you just subscribe, and that would be great. All right, well, let's get right into it. It's time for Remake Madness right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness. Well, it looks like Rob Zombie is going to remake the Munsters. He says he's been waiting to do this for 20 years, and now he's going to be doing it. In 1967's Guess Who's Coming to Dinner with Sidney Poitier, remember that one? It gets another go-around from Netflix this time. It has it in the works with Jonah Hill co-writing and starring in it. 
And a remake of Stephen King's Christine is in the early stages, and it looks like Brian Fuller of Hannibal and Dead Like Me will write the script and direct. That's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies? Upcoming new movies, it looks like John Legend's production company is working on a biopic on the life of comedian Bernie Mac, and he passed away in 2008. Andrew Garfield will play the evangelist Jim Baker, and Jessica Chastain will play Tammy Faye Baker in, uh, on September 17th in a film called The Eyes of Tammy Faye. And you can look for Aaron Eckhart to star in Rumble Through the Dark. He plays a former bare-knuckle fighter who needs one last fight to pay off his debt to the mobs. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming your way as far as sequels. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere Thursday at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Sequel City, well, it looks like a third Quiet Place movie is in the works, and they say it will be out in 2023. December 16th, 2022 is when the new Aquaman movie comes our way, and it's called Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. And the word is that Disney's Enchanted 2 film, called Disenchanted, will be uh, full of uh, plenty of musical numbers for you. And that's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, TV on DVD. TV on DVD, well, August 24th, NCIS Los Angeles, the 12th season, lands on DVD with Chris O'Donnell. And on August 30th, NCIS New Orleans, the final season with Scott Bakula, hits DVD and... NCIS New Orleans, the complete series, arrives on August 31st also. That's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, Movies on DVD. (laughs) Movies on DVD, Jim Henson's Labyrinth celebrates its 35th anniversary with the new collectible 4K Ultra HD edition out on August 17th. And Saw 6 hits Blu-ray in an unrated director's cut on July 20th. And also on July 20th, you can catch the classic 50s sci-fi movie Flight to Mars, and it lands on Blu-ray and DVD. And that's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, TV and Entertainment Time. (laughs) TV and Entertainment Time, well, Mike Myers is back. He will star in a new Netflix series in which he will play seven characters... And it is a six-episode show about five men who have been influencing the world since the Black Plague in 1347. That's Mike Myers for you. And Disney is working on, or Disney Plus, I should say, is working on a new show called She-Hulk. And the Mod Squad's link, Clarence William III, has passed at the age of 81 last week. 
And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we have an interview. It's going to be a fun one because Chris Mokey is going to be joining us. And like I had said earlier, he was on the he, he was on Mash. He was on the Waltons. He was on the Dukes of Hazard. He was on Broken Arrow, Behind Enemy Lines, Lost, uh, Friday Night Lights, uh, Law and Order, Justified. It just goes on and on and on. Chris Mulkey next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, our guest is an actor who has appeared in so many movies and TV shows from MASH, The Waltons, and Dukes of Hazards to Twin Peaks, Bakersfield PD, and Murder, She Wrote, to Bow and Arrow, Behind Enemy Lines, and Lost, to Friday Night Lights, Law and Order, to Justified and Boardwalk Empire, Captain Phillips, Whiplash, and Better Call Saul, and it goes on and on. It's Chris Mulkey. Chris, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Well, thanks, Brian. It's great to be here. Now, Chris, it's not often I get to say so many <laughs> TV shows in the introduction, but but that was just a teeny little sample. Basically, you have been on almost every TV show there is. <laughs> I, I, I've been on a lot of them. I, I've been very fortunate, uh, and I've had a great time, uh, you know, doing the episodics uh, in the in the late seventies and, and eighties and then, um, and doing movies as well. And it's amazing. They let me be funny. They let me be dramatic. They let me scary. Yeah. Let me be a lover. It's amazing. Yeah. You, you, have yeah. scanned it all. I mean, it's, it's just, just incredible. I, I'm on my way tomorrow to do a show in, um, in Minnesota. It's a thing called the hand that feeds and it's a, it's a scary movie, Brian. It's uh, no doubt about it, and uh, but it'll be fun. It'll be fun to do. Yeah. So, so what attracted you to be in that film? Um, I have. I wrote a film called Zombie Football. That that's uh, we're trying to get produced, and it's pretty funny. And um, my co-writer uh, is a producer on this movie, The Hand That Feeds, uh, Craig Muckler, and so. Um, they called me up and said, uh, would you come and do this special agent, the FBI agent? And I said, sure. And so here I go. <laughs> wow. Now, do you have a preference of, I mean, I know an actor, you know, your job is to do any role that comes up that they want you to do. But do you have a preference of, you know, do you like being the bad guy or do you like being the good guy? Or, or where do you stand on that? I don't care. I mean, I don't care. It's, it's all fun. It's great. It's 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 just all great fun, you know. Um, some roles are more challenging than others, and um, but yeah, I don't have a preference. I like I like to get paid, and um, <laughs> that's a gr- it's a great way to make money, and um, and I've been really fortunate in that respect. And but I'm also I like I like to do a lot of different genres, you know. I'm, I'm, I saw Boardwalk Empire was being produced, and I thought. Well, oh my gosh! I just, I just definitely want to be in that thing. So right off the bat, I called my agent and I said, "Let's get me in Boardwalk Empire." And uh, so I'd, uh, um, I'd, I'd played basketball in Beverly Hills with uh, one of the producers, uh, um, Timmy Van Patten, 
who went on to produce uh, and and direct the pilot for um, Game of Thrones. But he was he, he was doing Boardwalk Empire, and so uh, I sent an audition in, and he said, "Sure, Monkey, come on, play Frank Hag, the mayor of Jersey City." And uh, so it was great; hmm. it really worked out. Yeah, and yeah, but I was sort of like I like different genres. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I was looking at your credits, and like I say, it's pages and pages and pages. But uh, in 2013, you did Captain Phillips. And then mm-hmm. in 2014, you did Whiplash. And now, I mean, those are two great films right in a row. Yeah, two back-to-back Academy Award winners. Yeah, I mean. Go figure. Jeez. <laughs> that was great. I was, I was, Brian, I wanted a third I wanted a third year where I, where I was in the running for Academy Awards, so or being in you know, the movie that I was in was in the running for Academy Awards, and both of them coincidentally uh, were nominated for four Academy Awards, and uh, Whiplash won a single. No, Whiplash won three, and uh, Captain Phillips won one. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was it was great, but it was nice to be involved with those guys. They're really talented, Paul Greengrass and Tom Hanks and. Damon Chazelle and you know, mm-hmm. J.K. Simmons, and I mean, do as just goes on. It's, it's a great group of people. Yeah, and 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 like I said, looking at the other TV shows that you've been in, you know, I mean, Scandal. That's <laughs> that was a, a a big hit show, and uh, Timeless. I like Timeless. That was just a fun show to watch, and and better... well, you know, Scandal, Scandal, Scandal was uh, an interesting story. It was about. It was about the shooting of a black, a black, a young kid, a, a, a young black man, in in the street and uh, in D.C. and the police department trying to figure out like how that happened, why that happened, how to you know make some sense of it and you know of the tragedy. And uh, so it was really a that was one of the highest rated um, episodes of Scandal. Uh, it was called it's called Man in the Street. Hmm. And uh, yeah, it was really interesting. But uh, yeah, what was the other one you were, you were mentioning before? Perhaps timeless. Timeless. Time. Yeah, I played it. I played the guy who shot uh, who shot uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and I Clyde. killed them both. Yes, I, I killed them both on the show. Yeah. Wow. It's <laughs> it's so interesting to to see the different types of characters you've played over the years. I mean, it's it's just <laughs> amazing. Yeah, I come from the theater, you know, and uh, so I did you know, four years of classical repertory theater at the Minneapolis Art Institute, and um, you know, and then I've done theater out here in Los Angeles and in New York. Um, I've had a couple of great plays run there, and uh, so and they're all different. Like um, my late wife Karen Land, who is a wonderful actress and wonderful theater actress as well as movie actor, and um, so she and I did took two plays. Played husband and wife in two plays. The first play was called uh, Flags, and it was about uh, the war in Iraq and this well, Vietnam veteran and his wife protesting the war, and and then the people protested our protest, of, you know, of objecting to this supposedly patriotic uh, situation. So that we played this contemporary couple, and we broke up, and it was a great drama, and then. Uh, two years later, we're back at the same theater in, in New York playing Pure Confidence, where I played um, uh, Colonel Wiley Smith, and she played my wife, Maddie, and it's 
1860, just before the Civil War, and we own a horse racing operation, and uh, Simon, um, my my lead jockey, kind of the, the Michael Jordan of horse racing in the 1860s, uh, is my slave. But he makes a lot of money, but I hold on to his money for safekeeping. And so it's, yeah, I mean, it can't be, those two can't be farther apart, you know, mm-hmm. 150 years apart. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. You mentioned stage. Uh, was uh, that originally what you wanted to do? Would you, did you want to be on stage on Broadway and things like that? Or was it something um, else? You know, I just was trying to make some money. I mean, I just, honestly, I, I liked acting. And um, I didn't have any preferences. I came, uh, I think I always wanted to be a film actor, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, but at the University of Minnesota, it was the theater arts department. And um, so uh, I just did stage acting. And then when I was there, I started writing screenplays. And um, and uh, D.A. Pennybaker, who did, um, who shot, um, you know, uh, The Last Waltz and, uh, and the Altamon film and, he, I met him when he did the film about, and, and Bob Dylan's film, Don't Look Back. Um, and he came to our theater and did a film on us. And that was my first taste of film. And then I wanted to produce two films at that theater. And then I went, and one of them won Sundance. And then I went, well, I got to go. I got to go to Los Angeles. So, hmm. but yeah, yeah, but I, I like doing both. You know, I, I'm a musician. And so I, I play clubs and, you know, we play House of Blues in here and in Vegas, and and uh, that's kind of my one act play, really. It's kind of with my band. It's kind of the, the Chris Mulkey theater hour. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, so being a musician is that is that something you were interested in also? I was one. I was one. I was. I was a. I was a rock and roller when I was like seventeen when I was a kid. And so I started doing that, mm-hmm. and that kind of kind of led me into the performing arts thing. I, I wasn't in plays in high school. I was a, I was an athlete. So I, I was an athlete, and a rock and roll guy. So uh-huh. I didn't, I didn't have any, you know, direction. I mean, I only took my first acting class because my friend George Finley, who was a great baseball player for the university of Minnesota, um, said, you know, if you're going to get a, a, a non-major part, you know, they call them electives. Uh, you could take basket weaving or ballroom dancing but he said i'm going to take acting i said well i'll take acting too i like that stuff mm-hmm. he said yeah yeah because it could be fun and so that's what happened yeah wow now uh, one note that i found when i was doing some research on you and uh i found that uh, you were actually in a super tramp video yeah i played the guy <laughs> yeah that, that was the first that was a, a lot of as the english say there was there was a lot of controversy about that there was very it was very controversial it was in the first it was during reagan's administration and it was an anti-nuclear anti-war you know um half hour the first long half hour music video and it's, I, I went back and watched it brian uh, recently it's pretty cool renee Daldar, this great uh, director from uh, from amsterdam uh directed it and uh wow cool how'd you ever get involved with that one though i don't know um i think i think renee saw one of my films loose ends mm-hmm. and um or maybe patty rocks maybe patty rocks anyhow he just came to me and said uh, why don't you play this guy and i said okay great you write you ride a motorcycle yeah 
Okay, good. There you go. <laughs> now, now, were you are you one of those actors that that you know, if a director says, you know, can you ride a horse? Can you ride a motorcycle? Can you skydive? And you never have, but you'll say yes, you did. <laughs> no, no, I'm not one of those guys. Yeah, <laughs> I say like skydive. Hell no. <laughs> your mama. <laughs> Have your mama do that. You know, take a picture of me on the ground. No, I, I won't do that. I won't do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there, that could, uh, there's a couple of anecdotes I have about, you know, people that do that, but I won't be unkind and I won't mention any words. But I, I grew up, you know, in the, in the country in, in uh, Spirit Lake, Iowa, so on a, uh, in a farm town. And my friend, my really good friend, Johnny Blum, was, uh, was um, had, had horses on his, as well as pigs and chickens and cows. And soybeans and corn, but he had horses, and I so I rided. I started riding horses when I was like nine, mm-hmm. like that. But I mean, just I guess they weren't thoroughbreds, that's for sure. They were sort of a cross between like quarter horses and Clydesdales. I don't know. Nice animals, though. Yeah. Had a good time. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. The only reason I mention it is because I've had some actors, especially. Uh, uh, actors who were in the '60s when you know. Early late fifties, early sixties, when westerns were big, they they've told me you know if, if a, a director wanted you to do anything, you'd say yes, and they'd ride a they'd say they'd have they could ride a horse, but they never had you know <laughs> that could be oh, dangerous. No. <laughs> no horses, yeah, horses really like me. I, I get around horses, and I mean I can be like you know twenty feet away, and a, a horse will look at me, and if he's in distress, he'll kind of look at me, and I'll go. I go over and I go, hey man, what's going on? Hi, hi. You know, we were doing a, we were doing this western, and they had a horse tethered to uh, the hitching post, and he was all kicking and everything like that. And the actor that was supposed to be with him didn't know what to do and didn't know how to calm him down. And actually, his lead line was too short, so they had his head pulled down towards the thing. And I went, so I, I walked by and I went. The actor threw up his hands like, oh my gosh, do you know anything about this? And I said, I went. I went, yeah, calm down, buddy. Here, here, I'm just going to loosen his lead line a little bit. Here we go. Oh, my God. The horse is like, oh, nice. You know, so. But we did, um, We I did a Western. I've done about 10 Westerns. Um, and um, I did one with Robert Duvall uh, for AMC called uh, Broken Trail. Yes. Um, and uh, and that was just a great horse movie. And, and I was really happy that, you know, um, Walter Hill, who I'd worked with before as a director, um, chose me to play the villain. And uh, Robert Duvall was so great to work with, and uh, Jamie Russo, and you know, Vedasachi, and it was really, it was really a great, great time, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, but I, I have the rule: always do the horse movie. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do one in Calgary in hopefully in uh, late, late August, uh, called The Whirlwind, which is a a horse movie. It's a classical western. Uh, my friend from uh, New York, uh, Juan Reynoso, is going to direct it, and it's really, really a wonderful film. So I'm going to do that. So hmm. you, you keep busy. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, and before that, before that, Brian, I'm going to do this movie called um, The Hollow, which is about a um, a haunted house, and I have to uh, I have to perform an exorcism. I kind of play the the, the, the Jason Miller part, you know. I uh, I perform the exorcism and speak Latin and um, it, nothing good happens let me tell you <laughs> so you have to speak Latin in this film yeah but I was an altar boy I'm, 
Irish Catholic, so I, you know, we spoke, I learned Latin in high school, you know, in grade school, and we just said the prayers, you hmm. know, we still said Latin in my church. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. And yeah. now, I, I, looking at your credits, though, I see that there's other movies, and, and I know sometimes these aren't necessarily actually things that you're you're doing, uh, but I see there's some other ones that you have in post-production, pre-production, and things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Are those like yeah. a, a movie called Shepherds, a TV show called Shepherds? Yeah, that's really a cool movie about the pharmaceutical industry. It's really great. It's a, it's a TV series. Yeah, huh. yeah. It's, it's, so I play um, I play this the father um, who was broke away from big pharma, and his daughter stayed like at Pfizer and then she got booted out of there. And so they do, they come together to form a, um, a pharmaceutical entity that based on natural, only natural, um, herbs and spices. Yeah. Um, most notably, um, hemp, you know? Hmm. So, so yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it's a cool show. Uh, I'm looking at your credits here, and I see that uh, in 2018 you did Hawaii Five-O. And I'm <laughs> well now. I'm looking to see in the early years. Did you did you ever do the original? That's what I'm looking to see here. Did you ever do that? No, I did. No, I did the the uh, Magnum PI. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm too young to do the original. Yeah, the original. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the that's the, Brian. That's the only thing I'm too young to do. Yeah. <laughs> now, I noticed um, you 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 worked on Beretta. Now I remember that show, yeah. and uh, and generally, uh, somebody who's not a regular might do a show in say 1977, and then in 1980 they do another character, a different character. But I noticed that yeah. you did two characters, two different characters. On Beretta, in two different shows, but in the same year. So, yeah, how did they get away with? I mean, did they did they make you up so you look different? You know, because somebody might say, "Oh, I remember that guy. He was so and so in the in two weeks ago episode." I don't know if they cared that much back then. Really, I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they did. Well, they did twenty two or twenty six a year. So, you know, if I right. was in like episode six and episode twenty, I don't know. Um, yeah, I was a I was a snitch in a gay bar in uh, in the first one. I had like this groovy sports coat on, these bell bottom pants, and this groovy <laughs> sexy shirt. I danced with Beretta, and he twisted my arm and got some info. And then uh, and we had a good time. It was, it was a fun episode. And then um, and then whenever I did the next one, I was uh, a Scully Mitchell, and I were dealing cocaine, and uh, and so you know. And Beretta finally broke into my house and busted busted me for with a couple of bricks of cocaine. And then in that one, I uh, I didn't wear a groovy sports jacket. I kind of had a pair of jeans on and kind of a I was dressed down a little bit. So you know, yeah, you'd never recognize me. Completely different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. 
Priceline. Now, now, one of the, well, I, I don't want to say bigger shows because, I mean, I, I mean, you know, Chips, uh, uh, T.J. Hooker, you know, those Magnum P.I., Remington Steel, those are all big shows. But one show that was a big show and you were in several episodes was Twin Peaks. What was it like being on Twin Peaks? Yeah, it was it was nice. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did a bunch of I did almost all of them. I came on. I did the first the first season was. I did four of the seven and then the second and then the second year I did like I think I did 18 of the 20 so I was he was in there a lot Hank Hank was great Hank Hank Jennings was uh, there were 28 actors in the, that company of actors on Twin Peaks the original mm-hmm. and it was it was just it was great everybody was uh, you know digging the um you know, the mythical realism writing of it. And um, it was just, the characters were so full and they had great, great directors, including Mark Frost and David Lynch and, you know, and Leslie, Glad- Leslie Gladder. And, um, a lot of energy around there. And that was uh, the first time they did a TV show outside a lot. We went to the, we actually took a hangar when I say we, set set directors, right. um, yep. took a hangar and 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 converted it into a sound stage, and uh, so we would go to we go to the Van Nuys Airport and um, and shoot this Twin Peaks, and then planes would take a cut. It's too loud. It's too loud. <laughs> okay. okay, go. Jeez, um, but you know that's. But it was just, it was really fun. Um, Sherilyn Finn met me at craft service one time and she said, she looked deeply in, into my eyes with her piercing, potential eyes and said, Chris, do you believe in the devil? And I looked at her for a moment and I said, yes, I do. I think I'm going to my trailer now. <laughs> <laughs> It was a, it was a wonderful shared moment. Yeah, um, uh, she was. I think she was possessed at the moment, so I figured I'd walk away. Um, uh, and I was married. Yeah. Okay, um, but yeah, it was great. Uh, Bob Ingalls, uh, who I went to school with at the University of Minnesota, was a showrunner. Um, Mark Frost, who I went to the University of Minnesota with, was the creator, co-creator. With uh, with David, um, so there's a lot of Minnesotans from the University of Minnesota on there. Hmm. My sister, my sister Mary, was set set decorating. I think there was four other actors who were at the University of Minnesota with me. Yeah, it was a big Minnesota deal. Wow. Oh yeah, you bet. Yeah. <laughs> now another show that you were on quite a long time was uh, Any Day Now. Uh, yeah, I was a series regular on there. That was nice. Oh, we did, um, how many did we do? Um, I don't know. It's, we did 22 a year. Yeah. I mean, that's like when that. they did a lot of shows <laughs> rather than the, the eight episodes like they do now, you know? Yeah, we did. Uh, we did four years, 20, 22 a year. Wow. Yeah. Gee. Yeah. It was up to any day now was about uh, race relations in Birmingham, Alabama, mm-hmm. Birmingham, Alabama. And Annie Potts and I and the Lorraine Toussaint played a trio 
of uh, old friends, um, Annie and I being married, and Lorraine um, having come back to Birmingham to take over her father's law firm. And um, and then they had a small, a little Annie Potts, a little Chris Mulkey, and a little Renee Toussaint at maybe nine or ten years old, and they filmed that all in black and white, and it all took place in 1964, 65 in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And so a third of the, the show was shot in the old days, yep. black and white. And, yeah. and it was just, it was the smartest show I've been on. Uh, besides Twin Peaks uh, and Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah it was really lovely. Yeah, it's funny because uh, Annie, uh, Annie Potts was actually on my show about a month or so ago. She, she mm-hmm. was on. And uh, when I saw that you were on there, it was like, oh, well, <laughs> they, they work together. <laughs> Yeah, we had a great time together. It was really, really wonderful. And Lorraine Chassant was there with us, and uh, Dazwe Abernathy, and oh my gosh, just uh, just uh, John Lafayette, and, and just really a, a great group of actors. And I was really happy to work with Annie. We had a, we were, you know, married. You know, we were childhood sweethearts, and we got married, and we'd been married forever, and. You know, we went through all that. It was really, really smart writing. And, uh, it was fun to be on that show, that's for sure. Yeah. Now, Chris, I, for um, when you're a regular on a show, you know, I mean, like, uh-huh. like on any day now, of course, you, you know, you're you're there all the time. But um, you've done a lot of guest appearances on on episodes. You know, you might have done one on each show or something, uh, some shows. But uh, you were I got to say, you're probably one of the people who has been about on every CSI that has been made. You were on CSI Miami, and you were on CSI New York. You were on CSI uh, Crime Scene Investigation, and you were on CSI Cyber, and maybe more for all I know. (laughs) But (laughs) you, you had a good thing going with CSIs, right? Yeah, they're all different, completely different characters. Um yeah, that was an interesting ride. I think I got to, you know, I, I change it up. I'm different. I mean, I don't do, I don't walk with a limp and have a parrot on my shoulder in one, and, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, wear a top hat in the other. I, uh, but, yeah, they keep they keep hiring me for that stuff. So it's good. It's really fun to do those, those crime thrillers and stuff like that. It's also, you know, I was like, see, I was, I was, it was a regular on uh, Bakersfield PD and um, and arresting behavior yes. and um, and any day now three TV series and I tell you it's it's a lot of work to be a regular you know you kind of go you have to show up all the time it's like <laughs> oh my god it, um, there's a funny thing there's an actress by the name of Dana Sparks who was um, wonderful actress and she was uh, she played my lesbian sister. Um, on um, on uh, arresting behavior on on CBS mm-hmm. and and of course uh, it was a half hour comedy and uh, the gag was that I had no idea she was a lesbian she kept inviting me to these parties where all these great women were there but they were interested in me and and um, it was it was really um, she she was terrific and I ran into her um, like about two years ago. And since then, she had a huge career on Passions and um, yes. and all these other shows. And um, 
and she, well, you know, you've been, she's been on your show, and she's, we recognized each other, and I thought we had mutual friends, and then over coffee, she said, you know, I, I, I am DB'd you, and, and you played my brother on Arresting Behavior, I said, that's where it is, it's not from Dennis Quaid, or, or Dennis Haysbird, or, it's, oh my God, it's amazing, we just, we laughed and laughed and laughed, so huh. we had a good time. <laughs> Now, a couple of movies you've been in, uh, I really enjoyed. Uh, one of them being Broken Arrow with John Travolta. Yeah. And uh, what can you tell us about that movie? How did you get involved with that, and uh, how, how did it go? Um, I, I don't remember how I got involved with that. I don't. I think I think they made an offer. I think the, the, I know the producer, Bill Badalato, and uh, he said, do you want to play the colonel? And I said, sure. And and John Woo is going to direct it. And I went, wow, John Woo, he's a cinema legend. And so I did that, and, I, and, and it went really well. And, and, and the movie was a hit. They, made, they were very happy about that, so that's good. And, uh, and then fast forward 20 years, and Travolta and I got together again. John and I got together again, and I played um, uh, Frank Chico to his uh, John Gotti yes. in the John Gotti story. Yeah, and uh, I think he did such a great job. And Kelly Preston, his wife, is fantastic mm-hmm. in that film, and it's it's uh, it was really a, a fun role, and it was great to. And Stacy Keach was in the thing. Stacy and I did um, Long Riders together, and yeah, I've done a bunch of stuff, so I've worked with a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you, do you find that you work with a lot of different different people, and then work with them again at another point in time? Does that happen often? Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's happened to me a bunch of times. I think uh, Brian Garrity and I uh, worked on, started working on. Um, he was one of the, part of the cast of Boardwalk Empire, mm-hmm. and then since then we've done three other movies together, um, including a great. Oh, and we did, did the pilot for uh, this uh, great uh, AMC series called uh, Briar Patch, which Brian was great in. Um, well, some um, Clifton Collins Jr. I've done. I think I've done four things with him. Cuba Gooding, I've done two movies with. John Travolta, I've done two movies with. Um, yeah, a bunch of stuff. I mean, yeah, it's, well, it's, with, it's, with, with your uh, credentials, it's no wonder. I mean, <laughs> you've worked in everything, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, I'm really thankful and and fortunate to be part of a, to be in the Hollywood community, and just I'm, I'm really thankful to be part of the gang i guess i'm i'm sort of in the gang i guess yeah. i guess i am yeah, yeah. hundred some i think 110 movies or something but wow. that being said it's just it's just great to do the craft you know i'm going to minnesota to play the scary movie um the hand that feeds of course and um mm-hmm. that's going to be some do i'm going to do a scary movie scary movie western <laughs> and then uh, then who knows what right yeah yeah whatever it brings yeah uh, now, behind en- enemy lines, uh, th- mm. that was a, a great movie. Um, oh, thanks. Did you? Uh, were you? Where did you film that? Uh, basically, where did you film it? And or did were most of your parts done on a set? Or how how did how did that one work out? We filmed it all on location in the Philippines. Thomas Ian Griffith and I, and Mark Griffin directed it, and it was just it was an amazing experience. We were there for the Philippines for nearly a month and a half on uh, and um, and we were in the city and then we went to, to the country we went out to Pakistan Han and used the sets from from Apocalypse Now as our sets wow 
and uh, we had this, and we had an all Philippine crew except for sound and camera. And those guys were so good from the Philippine studios and worked so hard and were so much fun. And that was when um, they had the guerrilla warfare kind of raging in Manila. And so we had a, um, a squad of Philippine special forces mm. on the set and with us at all times. Wow. And um, it was quite a circus because we had the, the film crew, then we had the special forces, and then we had the special forces uh, with their wives and children as well. So we were this big <laughs> circus. It was amazing. And, uh, but it was a really, really good film. Nobody got hurt on that film. Um, and we did a lot of, a lot of really dangerous gags. Uh, one, uh, Thomas C. and Griffith and I, uh, from, you know, from Karate Kid, um, great actor, uh, he, he and I both, um, Aussie repelled from a 150 foot bridge. The two stars of the movie. Wow! And we had, and two days before we had never done that, any of that. And the stunt guy said, "Thomas won't doesn't want to Aussie repel. Um, have you ever repelled?" And I said, "Honestly, I have never done anything like that." And he said, "Well, let's work on a couple of days and see how it works out." And after two days, we we did the gag and uh, and lived to tell about it. Wow. Does that happen often that you do your stunts? Um, I usually don't do anything that freaking dangerous. <laughs> I don't blame um, you. <laughs> and uh, But, you know, like, I have a rule um, that if there's a stuntman on the set and and he will make money by doing the fight or the gag, then he will I give it to then do it. Mm. But if, but if he's if he's not going to be paid for the, if he's there and he's already being paid, I'll do what I can because it's it's always better, you yeah. know, with the with the real guy. Except those guys are great, and I mean it's amazing. The stunt, stunt men are, are terrific. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, I just uh, so I always that's my rule of thumb. I was I was doing Barnaby Jones, and I I, I jumped off a roof onto the into this bale of hay. And Buddy Epson chased me a couple steps or something. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, hey, stop! And so I stopped and got arrested. I don't know why would I stop? Uh, anyhow, um, and then the stunt coordinator said, "You know, you just took three hundred dollars off my guy because he was going to do that, and you said I'd you'd do it. And um, so I just want you to know that you took his money." I said, "Well, I didn't get paid anymore for for doing it." And he says, yeah, I know, but if he would have done it, he would have gotten paid. And I said, duly noted. And that was 40 years ago, and I never violated that rule. Wow, yeah. Huh. yeah. Never really thought of it that way, you know? Yeah. It's, you know, everybody's there trying to make some money. and um, and But also, you know, if you're doing something like, Brian, if you jump off the roof and, you, you, and you're the lead of the movie and you twist your, break your ankle or something like that, oh, man, I mean, it's as a producer, God, it's just game over. Well, that's why, I'm, so. you know, you hear Tom Cruise saying that he's he does his own stunts and he's doing these crazy things, and it's like, how do they dare let him do it? I mean... Because he has a lot of power. He's, well, he's, I think Tom Cruise is a ma- an, an amazing athlete and an amazingly competent, you know, and a great great actor, but he's also a, an accomplished, accomplished stuntman. But some of the things that I've seen recently... Um, they're beyond 
safe. Yeah, I mean, what it, I think it, he should be doing. Yeah, it, I mean, like you said, it, it, it take the whole place is going to shut down if his movies, you know, if he gets hurt. Well, he did. I can't remember the name of the of the movie, but he did that one roof chase. Yes, the, yes. And recently, and and he almost didn't make it. And you see him slam his leg into the thing, and he he broke his ankle, and they had to shut down for two months. Jeez, that's. But but the downside was if he didn't make that, he would have fallen three stories and died. Oh yeah, yeah. Jeez. Uh, we we you know there was a stuntman on a movie that I did that. Um, that um, no, he was, a, he was a second unit cameraman. He uh, he drowned. He got trapped under the ice cap in a, in, a, in Greenland. I was doing a movie called Sub Down, and uh, yeah, he died. But uh, wow, yeah, you can get hurt. You know. Oh yeah. You, I mean, John Boyd on, on Twenty Four, he he hit me with a decanter. You know, he was supposed to swing, but he leaned in too high, and instead of swinging between the two of us it was just a misjudgment and he hit me on the side of the face and cracked open the side of my thing by my eye and I had 10 stitches there oh, we were playing we were playing partners on uh, uh, running out uh, we were running Blackwater on 24 we, we wanted to take over the country but Kiefer Sutherland uh, stopped us mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and um, John John threw me over over the, the railing and killed me and then they lit him on fire and you know, yeah, rough. yeah, yeah. The, the, it's hard being a bad guy. <laughs> stunt, uh, stunt work. Uh, the way I feel is, you know, let the professionals do that. <laughs> they know what they're doing. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And, I, and it's also next next man up. You know, if uh, if well, if, if if Brian gets hurt falling off the horse, uh, go get Bob and have him fall off the horse. Right. And, uh, okay. Yeah. The next man up. You know. Yeah. He's, well, Chris, it's I've really enjoyed uh, talking with you about all the, the shows you've been in, and I appreciate you taking time to talk to us. But I'd like to finish up with one final question, if you have a second. Absolutely. Uh, now, w- you're busy. I know that. I can see <laughs> just by looking at your the stuff you're doing. But when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what's your favorite movies now and of the past? Well, I'll watch any Twilight Zone that's on. The original? You know? uh, the original, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I did the last Twilight Zone with, with my daughter, with my wife, uh, Karen Landry. Um, Bill Dukes directed it, and uh, that was great. So I'll watch any Twilight Zone anytime. Mm-hmm. Um, I, love, I love space movies and space TV series. There's a great TV series called uh, The Expanse that I follow. That's really, uh, it's, it's on AMC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the movies. Well, last two nights ago, I watched Orson Welles' at, at Touch of Evil. And um, I, I love noir, for sure. I love space and noir. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and really good comedy. But that being, and that being said, um, anytime Seinfeld is on, I'll watch Seinfeld at any point. Yeah. <laughs> when I tuned it in, it doesn't matter. And if whatever George is doing, it's I'm mesmerized. You know. <laughs> yeah, that was a great show. Yeah, but the other, I, and I would have to say, I, I was I was golfing with these guys down at a charity event in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and, and the guy says, "You know, you're one of my top five movies that I that I'd watch anytime, 
and and I said, "What's that?" And he said, "Captain Phillips." Mm. And I said, "Thanks," which made me think of like, what are my? T- and you can ask yourself this question: What are the top five movies? No matter what, when it came on, you would just watch it. Yeah. And I would say, The Godfather one and two for sure, and definitely Casino, uh, and um, I don't know what else, The Wizard of Oz. Yep. And man. So yeah, I'm I'm just amazed by all kind of the, the the wonderful movies that uh, that are out there. I just love it. So yeah. I'm a happy guy. Yeah. Well, Chris, I can't thank you enough for joining us, and I appreciate you taking the time. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. Well, it was my pleasure, Brian. We'll talk again when I do. I just try to do a little more work, and then I'll talk to you about that. A big thank you going out to Chris Mulkey for joining us here at On Screen to Beyond. A lot of fun talking with him. Hope you enjoyed that one. And check out some of his movies and TV shows and everything. You know, you can still stream them, I'm sure. And uh, thank him so much. And uh, we've got a lot of great guests coming your way, as always. And uh, we have one coming up uh, shortly that uh, if you have a question you'd like to ask that person, you can send it to me, a question for them, at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, okay? And uh, we'll see about uh, getting your question on to Melanie. She was the singer. uh, She was in Woodstock. She was at Woodstock, and she she sang the the song... um, Brand new key, and look what they've done to my song, Ma, and uh, just on and on, the different hits that she had, and uh, she's still going strong, she's got a concert coming up, and uh, you can even watch it, and uh, it's going to be streamed and everything, so uh, we'll give you all the information when we have her on, and that's coming up very shortly, so uh, in fact, uh, I think uh, in a week or so, I'll be doing that interview, so if you have a question from Melanie... And uh, you want to send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and we might get your question out to her. So we'll see what uh, what we can come up with. So please uh, do that as quick as possible, and we'll uh, continue to try to do this every once in a while. We'll get some guests uh, that we know are coming in fairly quickly, and if it's on, you know, I can get uh, your question on, that would be great. Also, tell a friend, and also, of course, subscribe to On Screen and Beyond. We need you to do that to help get... Uh, the information out to you as fast as it comes out with all the episodes we're throwing out there. So, uh, and uh, you can also keep up with us on Instagram and also on Twitter. Uh, Instagram, we are at on screen and beyond podcast. And on Twitter, we are at on screen, the letter N beyond. All right. And uh, Facebook, I'm going to get that one fixed. I'm still working on that. And the website, like I said earlier, is just about ready to be uh, Fixed and updated, I should say, updated, because it's always been up. And uh, we'll see what we can do about uh, getting things going for you. So uh, that's it. That's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. And until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. (laughs) 